How did Tanner Harness get to the Samuel Ginn College of Engineering? The subway. And we ain't talking the kind that gets you around New York City. We ain't talking sandwich artists. No, we're talking the nuclear-powered, sonar-slinging sardines that keep America's underwater military interests silently secure. We took a deep dive with a civil engineering senior to hear about his completely unique Auburn engineering journey. Let's see what surfaces. Well, I have a wonderful electronic invention I want you to see. It, it looks something like this. You're listening to the Hashtag Getting Podcast, brought to you by Auburn University's Samuel Ginn College of Engineering. Greetings, friends. Thanks for tuning in yet again to the best podcast in all of higher education. That would be the award-winning Hashtag Getting, brought to you by the Samuel Ginn College of Engineering's Office of Communications and Marketing, for which I work as a communications and marketing specialist. Specialist. Uh, it's like a you know military type designation, a specialist. I can't tell everybody what I do, but trust me, it works. Across from me is old Thigh Master himself, back from the beach, <laughs> and his uh, his Instagram photos of a brewski twixt his knees. No, I guess it's more of a. How do you know those weren't hot dogs? <laughs> they could have been. They could have been. They, hot they dogs. could have been. They you started getting darker and yeah. darker. That would be Austin Phillips, the director of the uh, aforementioned Office of Communications and Marketing. We got a. Uh, Marcus Klutz over here, looking good, ready for game day, it looks like. Uh, John Sluice, masked as always, hanging loose with John Sluice uh, on the keys and knobs. Today we are joined by a very special guest. Austin, do you remember last week or the week before? No, I do it, not. <laughs> my bad. The week before. when we You'd get on the Auburn homepage and there would be this dude on there. And I was like, Jeremy, add this to our homepage. Well, no, well at first we didn't know. You know, I was looking at him. He's got tattoos and everything, and I clicked on it because he looked like an interesting guy. Lo and behold, Amy Weaver didn't tell we, us again that they did a story on one of our students. We have one of our own. Yes, and uh, we have a uh, yeah a senior in uh, civil, correct? Civil engineering. Yeah. Yes, civil engineering. Making sure here, Tanner Harness. Welcome to the uh, the show, the program here. Uh, thanks for joining us. Um, well. What's going on with you? You from warships to war eagle? That's a provocative title. That for is. This story. That sounds like hey, something you would have come up with. It was a pretty good title. I read it and I was like, "Dang, from, <laughs> that sounds pretty good." I know it's, <laughs> right? it's tough from warships to war eagle. Okay, so you've obviously not taken quite the traditional uh, route to uh, you know senior in civil engineering status. What's going on? You're in the navy. What what's happening with you? Right. So crazy thing. I think the article mentioned it. I came here as a junior in high school back in 2009 Mm. and uh i came to the old war eagle days before camp war eagle existed so i came to war eagle days and my dad and we did the whole thing and auburn was always my sec west school that's why i told my dad you know i'm from knoxville so huge tennessee fan always will be always have been and my dad was like why do you want to go to auburn i was like because they hate alabama just as much as we do that's why i want to go to Auburn." always Mm. said the enemy of my enemy is my right. friend. Right. Alabama, Georgia. We're <laughs> the only balls. two schools that play them every year. There so I can get behind this fan base. Uh, sure. So uh, Just a different orange. That's yeah, well, slightly. Yeah. Different different orange. <laughs> so we show up to, War, uh, to, I think, yeah, War Eagle Days. 
and they're like exciting us about the whole campus and all that kind of stuff. And we go up to the final room where they like they lay out tuition prices, and I was like, Ooh, "Okay, <laughs> being from Tennessee, this ain't gonna work." My dad said, "Son, I have seven kids. You're either gonna be good at sports or real smart." And I couldn't really do either, so uh, I chose the Navy. Yeah, uh, all right. So, well, uh, hey, you gotta have brains to get into that thing, right? You gotta have a little. I mean, okay, well, from what I've heard, you gotta have a little. My dad was a Marine, so he'd say the Army probably didn't have many brains. Okay. (laughs) Well, Navy, all right. So, joined the Navy, uh, got into the nuclear power program through the Navy. Um, Been doing that on submarines for about a decade now. I've had some really cool opportunities. Got to go to Scotland on a boomer, which never happens. Like, boomers never report ever. So, that was one of the coolest things I've ever done. Had a chance to teach future nuclear operators for two and a half years in Saratoga Springs. That was really cool. And then I was about to get out of the Navy, honestly, and I heard it and I applied for this program called Stay 21. Uh, I was literally, I had it lined up with my recruiter, or not with my recruiter, with the detailer. I was going to go recruit kids out of high school and ride it out, get out of the Navy in two years. And then I got accepted for this commissioning program and I was like, yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Like 36 months on a campus as a civilian, effectively just getting my degree and that's my only job. And now I'm here. It's, it's been pretty sweet. It's the, about the weirdest route I ever expected to get to Auburn university, but lo and behold, here I am. So it's cool. Rock and roll. So, I mean, but why, you know, I mean, you've, you've lived at the Navy. I mean, you're doing all this. I mean, what, what, what's the point of, you know, pursuing this civil engineering degree? What are we, what are we working toward? So, kind of family legacy honestly so my great great or no my great grandfather was one of the first ever cbs in the navy and what those guys do if you don't know they go out and they uh they effectively build barracks and shelters and combat infrastructure overseas in wartime right and he was one of the first ever guys to do that and then he got out of the navy and when he got out of the navy he went and got his civil engineering degree and then he became a master carpenter and a civil engineer for the city of atlanta for two, two and a half decades. So it's kind of a family legacy thing. Like I think civil engineering is a really cool thing. You know, all the stuff they teach you that mechanical engineers do growing up, like build buildings and stuff. That's really all civil. So I thought that was cool. Um, so that's, I mean, that's what led me here. And then I'm just looking to advance my, myself personally and, you know, have more career options open when I do get out of the Navy eventually. We, we've got to get him plugged in the nuclear power generations program. Ricky, uh, Rick, Williams. Rick Williams. Yeah. Rick Williams. This is our second submarine. Yeah. Our second so, nuclear so submarine. So we have uh, an instructor in mechanical. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you met Rick? I haven't met him, but well, we I, I know you about plugged the program. In with, we got to get you plugged yeah, in with Rick Williams. Share so some Rick stories. was on a, a nuclear sub for how long? A long time, <laughs> a long, long time. But uh, a t- nuclear Tanner winter. here. How long was the trip to Scotland underwater? It was thirty-seven consecutive days underwater. So it was, it was interesting. That was my first real, real taste of submarining, and that was, that was a lot. It was cool though, because like I said, boomers never port, and those guys are usually out for three and a half months at a time, just putting circles in the water. What's a boomer? I feel dumb. So here. boomers are like the big submarines. It's an older person so it's, generation. I was like, what I was yeah, thinking. Okay. I was like, bo- boomers never get to Scotland. I was like, I had no idea that they whole generation just didn't Scotland is off limits. Yeah. It's actually what all the students call me in class. Is <laughs> oh, I bet. So, yeah, I bet. So how how young are you, by the way? Uh, Twenty eight years young. Oh my gosh. So uh, yeah, I routinely get called dad by all the ROTC <laughs> kids in class. I remember like Kim too, my third semester on campus one of the marine option rotc kids was up in the back row walking through first day i'm like close to being not late close to being late so the class is mostly filled up and i just hear dad from across the room i was like great this is awesome i can't wait what's it like being back on land 
That's great. It's fantastic. I don't hit my head on stuff. Smells yeah, what, better. What, what, I, just as much as what's it like being back on land? What's it like being down there in those confines? Being, I mean, that it's cool. Be- I think it's really cool. Like people who are claustrophobic cannot do it. Like they just could not do it. And it's kind of crazy to see somebody have like a mental breakdown. Uh, but luckily, we figure that out. <laughs> yeah, we cool. figure that out mostly before we get underway. Yeah, do you just that's like probably a good thing. Surface, throw a raft out, and, and say hope for the best. Pop the you know, lid. Like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Loser. <laughs> uh, it's cool. Like, there's some stuff that we do, like, for first guys, like, on their first underways that kind of freak them out on purpose, but just see what they do. Like, <laughs> like we'll, waterboard them or something? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, just not dump anymore, some water. Jeremy. No, not anymore. Uh, no, things, delete that, John. One of the things we, we like do to that. do, though, for real, we'll hang, like, a string on either side of the submarine. So, like, the submarine hole is probably about 35, 40 feet wide total, right? And we'll hang, like, a string from one side to the other. And as you get deeper, that string just starts to sag and sag and sag and sag down in the middle because everything's being compressed. So that's that's kind of fun. Uh, I think it's fun. You mean for them to freak out and wonder what's going on with the string or to trip them? Both. <laughs> Both, yeah. Exactly. Well, if you trip it there, I mean, there's a lot of metal things you could hit your head on, right? I mean, not, you got trip to trip them safely. You trip them safely. And yeah. not, there's not much room to I mean, what's the, what's the entertainment situation down there? I mean, do y'all have cable or anything? Or? Uh, I mean, it depends on what, what underwear you're on. So if you're on your first underway, there what, is no what? what? If you're on your first underway, like Under- your first time underwater, there is no real entertainment, right? Like bring a book, read in your rack. But if we catch you watching TV and you're not qualified, you're going to get some grief, right? Wait, well, you have to be qualified to watch TV? Yeah. So underway on a submarine, everybody has their own job. And if you can't do your job, then what's the point of you being there? So, for instance, when I my first underway on the one to Scotland, I wasn't qualified to anything. So I qualified my submarine warfare in 37 days in that transit. That way, on the 34 days back, I could do whatever I wanted to, right? Because really? it's pretty miserable. Because they don't like you're not really supposed to watch TV. You can't like have like your Game Boy or Nintendo or whatever out playing it on cruise mess. Like it's qualify sleep work that's that's all <laughs> it is intense. but then uh oh, it's, it's the military it's very apparently. intense but once you get once you get qualified life is pretty good so you stand your watch you do some maintenance you watch a movie or two get some sleep it's it's pretty good life talk a little bit about the uh, veterans resource center that we have here uh and, and the role that that's played in in your journey here at Auburn. Mm-hmm. oh they're great um so puck and all those guys um they, they just have an open door policy. I walked in there my first week on campus, explained my situation. So Puck Esposito, the guy who runs the VRC, was actually the ROTC battalion captain for a while. So he kind of knows the State 21 process. He knows all the midshipmen processes. And they set me up. You know, they got some cool resources in there. I don't know if, if you know, but they have the, uh, the library. So, like, for me, all my used textbooks, I can donate to that library. That way, veterans that vet, future veterans that come to school here can just go get those without buying them. They just check them out, rent them. Uh, free printing for vets for vet students. They have like a you know they've got Coca Cola products like Dasani water, body armor stuff for free in the back. Free coffee. It's it's just a great it's a great thing to be hooked up with with as a student vet. Um, you just walk in there. They've got study areas, computer uses. It's just awesome. They put on like the great things like the golf tournaments at AU Club, um, defending champion. Uh, by the way, that was that was a good time. Uh, yeah, our four man scramble we shot fifteen under through eighteen holes. So now, did your pencil? Solid. Did your pencil have an eraser on it? Yes, it did. Okay, yeah, good. that's the good. only that's the only way. Yeah, I hey, want, right? Whatever works. Only way we did it. Um, 
but yeah, so it's just, it's a great resource. It is the Veterans Resource Center and it is one of the best resources on campus for, for vets, for sure. What about the networking part and, and meeting some other veterans here on campus? Yeah, so the networking's cool and like seeing the other veterans like get through college the same way you are is also cool. But, but the thing I would like to describe it is in the Navy, we have this thing called the suck, right? Like you get close through the suck. Like everybody's doing the same thing together. It all sucks. Everybody acknowledges it sucks, <laughs> but you make, you make those connections cause you're all getting through it together. So to be able to go to the VRC and it's a very different type of suck right here, like school is a different type of suck than actual being in the Navy. But same thing. Like those guys are some of my closest friends because we're all doing this together and they all know what it's like to walk into Kim two in your third semester and be called dad. They know what it's mm. like to be the old person in class. Mm. So Sounds like our cool. office. You know what I mean? Embracing the suck. Yeah, for Danny. Yeah, seriously. The old guy. How old is that guy? <laughs> Golly. But he didn't serve. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I mean, what is it like? I mean, do you, do you intimidate the other kids sometimes? I mean, I think. I mean, especially you know, with I've the been, tattoos. Been, Roll up the sleeves there. What do we got? We got a big join or die. Let's see. We got join or die. I mean, we got the my my line handling rope. We got the Uncle Sam. We got my loose. That one's the one in the story. Yeah. The cannon. Yeah, this yeah, is my loose intense. cannon. Uh, <laughs> oh, Brian Pillman. Over so it's here. actually cool, right? So the loose cannon is a naval term that a lot of people don't realize. So back on the days of wooden ships, the cannons were on wheels. Sure. And uh, if you didn't have the cannon tied down when you shot the cannon, it would go across the deck and take out crew members. Hence the term loose cannon. Mm-hmm. So back in my, uh, you know, wilder days, I thought that epitomized me. So as you see, as you can see, my rope is broken and it's firing. So it's my loose cannon, loose cannon days, huh? I got my dagger. That's a title right there. That's the right? podcast title, the loose <laughs> cannon. <laughs> I got my dagger rose on this side, and then I got a tall ship on my on my shoulder. So it's. Sheesh. So, yeah, you do intimidate him. Jeremy, that's, show that's him the saying. world. You're back. That's what you're saying. No, no. <laughs> that's private. That's from a private time. It just says mom. <laughs> uh, going forward, you're graduating in next year. Yeah, right? May 22. So, May 22. So, this so in, spring. So, what's what's happening then? Um, who knows, right? So, Maybe it'll be, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go to a surface ship now. So, um, ship selections in February. Uh, my daughter is very young. She's not in school yet. So my girlfriend and I are talking about it. So we think international is the way to go now before she's in school. Like if we want to go somewhere like Rota, Spain, Tokyo, um, there's a few other places. It would be cool to take advantage of the opportunity now. And so what, I mean, are you, are you able to apply? Is, is this, I guess I'm just, I'm so ignorant about the way the world works. We all know. know that. Yep. But going for, I mean, can you apply the civil engineering degree like on the ship? Like what, what? So I don't know. Not not initially. So I'll be able to so the whole PE process though, I'll be able to take my PE while I'm here in Auburn and then my time underway will count as time under an engineer because there is an engineering officer. So that'll be my four years of of apprenticeship and then I can take my FE and then apply civil when I get out. But there there will be opportunities eventually. So ten years, where are we? Thirty eight. <laughs> yeah. So let's see. I can retire at forty one. Oh, oh, rock and yeah. roll. And then get on with my big I boy job. I should have gone to the Navy. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would they have accepted me? No, I think that's probably not for you, Jer. <laughs> this you you need to handle this suck. One, <laughs> one suck at a time. One time, <laughs> one time in a desperate moment in my life, I called the army to just see about what it would be like. And it was beep, and beep, they, beep. They, asked, they asked me my weight. They hung up on me. 
Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, I had prank to, call. Ooh, I had to lose a ton of weight to get in. See, I could have been in the Navy. I had to lose a ton of weight. Really? How much oh, weight yeah. did you have to lose? Let's see. Like a buoyancy I had to lose or? like 35, 40 pounds almost. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was like on a thousand calorie a day running six miles a day for like a month and a half in <laughs> yeah. high school just to get in. Uh, Jeremy, right, and on six those miles sh- a day? Hey, and on those ships, <laughs> there is no Chick-fil-A drive-through <laughs> in the middle of the Atlantic. don't Chick-fil-A down there? <laughs> no, unfortunately <laughs> what not. What is the food Please swing by like? the Bermuda Triangle and pick up a hey, club a sandwich. <laughs> Fresh baked bread every day though. Fish, fresh, well, hey, baked he bread. Eat, he's like Tom Brady on the new Subway commercial. He doesn't even eat bread. <laughs> <laughs> Avocado bread, right, for Tom Brady. Well, Tanner, hey, first we got to say thank you for your service. Yeah, hey, man. Thanks, right. I appreciate have it. We yeah. got, have you been the game day hero yet? I have not. No. Well, come on. We, we got to get Let's this. Get on. We got to get this. No, in the no, world. no. Reserve, yeah. reserve that for the guys who who have done their time and they're out doing the doing their own purposes. I'm still in. So let's, a thousand that's, calories, six miles right. a day, Tanner. That's nothing to sneeze 40, at. Forty-one game day hero. Forty-one. I'll, I'll come back. I'll come back. Puck will still probably be up there. I'll send him an email. Yeah, yeah. that'd yeah. be great. Tanner, can't thank you enough. Congrats uh, for I don't know, just rocking and rolling it here and and, and living life and taking charge. That's awesome. And uh, really appreciate you uh, taking the time with us today. Yeah, oh, War Eagle. War Eagle. War Eagle, thank you.